What's up, y'all? It's your boy JB, one half of Pastor Six Podcast. Unfortunately, this week, due to some technical difficulties, we had to skip a week. But so instead, please check out our top 10 new show we're doing. Top 10, where we basically talk about everything in gaming in a top 10 format. So first and foremost, we're going to do the top 10 consoles of all time. Check it out. You also can watch the video on YouTube.com slash Pastor Six Podcast or PTS Pod or PastorSixPod.com. We'll, we'll be back next week with a lot of stuff to talk about. Appreciate the support as always. Let's get right into it. Thank you. Love you all. Welcome to Top 10, where we discover everything Top 10 in gaming. I'm your boy JB, as always. Joining me as always is Tsunami Wave, co-host of Pastor Six Podcast. What's going on, my brother? Hey, man, you know, I can't call it. How you feeling? I'm good, man. No complaints. And today we are discussing in the very first episode of Top 10, the Top 10 consoles of all time. How you feel about that? <laughs> man, listen, um... I, I mean, obviously, you can see the list. This is going to be controversial. Yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the uh, you know that's part of the sport, man. You know what I'm saying? Controversy is always going to be part of sport. Um, so yeah, we we here for it. You know, no doubt, no doubt. And uh, just for for some background, this is a list that we compiled just based off a few parameters, just in terms of what we think. You know, of course, we had to have played these consoles to have it, you know, top 10 of all time. Uh, some of them is just because of, you know, the impact on the culture. Some of them is our personal favorites. I'm sure if we each made a list of our personal favorites, the order would be different. Some consoles may be left off. Some may, some may be added on, but this is what we, yeah. we tried to get our objective brain together. <laughs> like, and this is the list we came up with. You know what I mean? It's objective, but this is still our opinion. So don't yes, come yes. here and act like right. uh, we think we experts because that's not what we're saying. Right. So if we if you felt we left something off, feel free to comment below. But if you're going to comment below, do us a favor and like and subscribe as well. Right. <laughs> Facts. So with that said. Number 10. The Sony PlayStation. Sony PlayStation, this started their uh, launch into the video game world yes. um, with tons of classics on their console, like Spyro the Dragon, just to yep. name one that's off the top of my head. That's absolutely random. Yeah, man. Like, literally, when it jumped on the scene in 1995, it was just one of those uh, consoles that, like, literally from Crash Bandicoot, Spyro the Dragon to... Rapper to rapper to uh, the demo disc that came with the console, two extreme, demos, three extreme. I forgot about the demos. Like, it literally launched a new era, perfect timing, too, just the way it came on when the Saturn was kind of crumbling. That, you know, and not only that, the Saturn was going for like $399. Here come the PlayStation with uh, $299. So it's $100 less for new technology and everything. Like, I mean, and it yeah. lasted the test of time. It gave us titles like Resident Evil, Silent Hill. It literally like changed the landscape of gaming. Number nine, the Microsoft Xbox, an, another console that made its debut into the gaming world, but this time in the year of two thousand and one. First of all, this joint is big as a shoebox. Um, it's <laughs> probably the biggest console uh, 
well not big well not biggest in in terms of size but weight probably ever like this joint right. was literally built like a, a pc computer but yeah it gave us classics like halo man and i don't really have to say any more halo right man. yeah man the microsoft xbox when i jumped on the scene it was literally was something like out of this world just from the fact that custom soundtracks to a built-in hard drive with you know as they said a uh, fifty thousand blocks which um, I forgot exactly what was the actual size of the hard drive, but the fact that mm-hmm. you didn't have to buy a memory card and have four controller slots, you no know, need for a multi-tap, it kind of felt very player-friendly, you know what I mean? It was just one of those things that when I, when you first got a hold of it, just from the intro blob screen, you know what I mean? It literally, everybody mm-hmm. was like, yo, what is this? I've never seen something like this before. It literally shaked the landscape. It literally changed the way gaming was made going forward. Number eight. And I believe this is going to be a controversial one. The Xbox Series X. You know, it's only two years old now or about to be two years old. Before I say anything, I want to say that the Xbox Series X should have a slash with the PlayStation 5 next to it. We just haven't played it enough to put it on the top 10. But we sure it should be in the same realm as this. All right. So we don't want this to look like any PlayStation hate. Uh, The reason we put the Series X up here, though, is because of the way that Xbox is using this particular uh, council to uh, elevate their platform, so to say. This might literally be the last Xbox council that we ever receive, we ever get to have physically in the house. Whether it's uh, Game Pass, whether it's xCloud, which obviously is a part of Game Pass, and I just feel like that what the Series X is doing is saying, look, the games that you guys want to play, you can play. It's not about buying the Xbox Series X. What it is is about let the Xbox Series X be a vehicle to get you the games that you want to play. So I think it's pretty clear now that whether it's allowing Call of Duty to remain on PlayStation, whether it's um, games like Forza, which was a very expensive game to make coming directly in the Game Pass, that Xbox Series X, the main goal is for you to play games. Xbox seems to get back to what they feel they're doing in gaming and bringing these games to the customer. So number seven, the Sega Dreamcast. And the Sega Dreamcast, I feel like it's one of the most underrated consoles of all time. Um, I personally love it. And I know a lot of people have the love for it kind of grew over time because at the time I get it, it debuted around the same time as the uh, PlayStation 2. And that literally rocked the world. However, the Dreamcast has a great library of games, even though the library itself is kind of small, especially here in North, in North America. However, you can't sleep on what the Dreamcast did. The console was powerful. Had games like Power Stone 2, Power Stone 1, Crazy Taxi, Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure 2, uh, Soul Calibur, NBA 2K. That's where that got to start. It literally went on to literally live in a bunch of people's homes. There's a lot of there's a lot more people who have Dreamcast than you may think. First of all, Dreamcast was my introduction to NBA 2K. Marvel's Capcom 2 for Dreamcast. Um, Power right. Stone one and two for Dreamcast, House of Dead with the House yeah. of Dead two. Tons of memories on the game. Like I said, it was the it was my introduction to two K. Uh, Iverson was on like the first three covers. <laughs> uh, Dreamcast <laughs> is definitely a dope system. Number six, the Super Nintendo, otherwise known as the SNES. This is my yep. second console I ever had. Uh, growing up, which lets you know how old <laughs> your boy is. Um, yeah, Super Mario, Super Mario World, 
the 16-bit era in general was incredible, but however, just the way that the Super Nintendo brought many games that even if they were on the NES, the sequels that went on to be on the SNES went on to like Chrono Trigger, for example. That game right there, even though it's not maybe as popular as Super Mario Bros., I mean, Super Mario World is one of those games that literally ended up becoming a prized possession. And the, the library of games they put out is damn near unmatched. Number five. The Nintendo Switch. It's a console that a lot of people just like it, it kind of still gets relegated to a kid console. But every adult I've ever seen play the Switch has ended up buying a Switch. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, for themselves. Kids, no kids. The Nintendo Switch is one of the most special consoles. It's a hybrid console. You can play handheld or you could hook it up to a TV, which, but the library of games it has is damn near unmatched along with the Super Nintendo. It can rival any other library of games. Games like Zelda Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, um, Splatoon. You go on and on about the games that, that, that are on the Switch. Plus, they got all the OG games, like right. the Super Nintendo games, the Sega Genesis games, uh, and all the other games. Uh, well, what? Uh, 64 games now. Yep. They're about to add yes. on to more when they drop Breath of the Wild 2 and other right. games like that. That's classic. <laughs> oh, we forgot Pokemon Acreus that just came out. Number four. The Sega Genesis. Man, this is where I got my start in gaming. I, it's to me, it's nostalgia, but also the library games. One of the first times a game console was marketed towards teen and adults. The Sega was like, we are not like kids can play our console. Kids can play our games. However, we are marketed towards everybody. Teens and adults occluded games like Mortal Kombat with blood in it. Games like Altered Beast games like, uh, Night, Night Trap, which was, damn near got banned across the world just then the sega genesis and of course his mascot sonic the hedgehog the sega genesis is literally one of the most special consoles that's why a lot of people have a smile everybody can everybody can resonate with the sega like you know what i mean yeah, sega just like you said <laughs> man who don't first of all sega uh showed me that it was other games outside of mario and uh, right. Duck Hunt, because I, I was a Mario fiend around that time. And then uh, Sega came out with Sonic Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Yeah. They had <laughs> NBA Jam for Sega 2. Um, yep. For some odd reason, I had that for Sega and uh, Super Nintendo. Don't ask me why. Right. Number three. The Xbox 360. The Xbox 360, man. Literally, when I think of this console, I think of online gaming. I think of Xbox Live. I think of custom soundtracks. It, my opinion, it took everything that was great about the original Xbox and just expanded upon. They revamped the controller, which I still think is probably one of the best controllers ever. Xbox Live service was great. The only thing that literally hampered it from becoming a perfect console was the red ring of death we all know how that ended up uh luckily yeah. for a lot of people they were able to get them fixed for free at no additional cost you just had to wait so i guess the only cost you had to pay was time <laughs> but uh <laughs> the library of games was impressive i feel like there's a lot of underrated games on the 360 that because obviously at that time call of duty was taken over gears of war halo of course were the big ones but a lot of a lot of great sports games on there. A lot of great uh, shooters on there. Just it literally was a console that it kind of kicked off the multiplayer 
era online. The most toxic lobbies ever. <laughs> the most toxic lo- like you said, that was that was like the beginning of multiplayer. So right, everybody right. was brave in those days. Everybody go on the chat and say whatever they feel like saying, whatever they feel to make you angry. The most right. toxic environments ever. But it was such a great environment. I made so many friends uh during the three Xbox three sixty era. You know what I'm saying? Right. We also got the birth of Grand Theft Photo Five. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, which is ridiculous because you think, oh my God, we didn't have a whole new set. Anyway, the birth of Grand Theft Photo 5, you know what I'm saying? I still run with my crew from Xbox 360 still to yes, this sir. day. Yes. Like, still to this day. Yes. If you go on my stream and it's my friends from Xbox 360, that's right. crazy. Number two The PlayStation 2. The PlayStation 2 was literally the highest selling console of all time. It has the biggest library of games of all time, with I think somewhere under like, uh, I think it's somewhere in the thousands, which is crazy to think about. Had the longest run of a console because it literally they stopped making, I believe, in like 2017. <laughs> um, the PlayStation 2 just had a massive run. Of course, it came out in 2000. The initial sales were off the charts. A lot of games on there, of course, they got the exclusive rights to all the Grand Theft Autos initially. And then, of course, they ended up on the Xbox. So they came out on the PlayStation first. You had games like SOCOM. You had you had uh, exclusives like, of course, Jack and Dexter and Spyro and Crash Bandicoot and all these things. And it's just the library of games is unmatched. And just in terms of numbers, of course, God of War was 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 beasting on PlayStation 2s. And I... You go anywhere, ask anybody who don't know anything about gaming, they'll know the PlayStation 2. A lot of people even had it for as a DVD player, which at the time was unheard of to put that into a console. The the ability to play DVDs, because, you know, kids kids may not know, but at the time, everybody was still very much into v- VHS. DVD players were mm-hmm. very expensive. They, so they added it into the PlayStation 2, and it effectively became the cheapest DVD player you can buy for a while. Yeah, now nah, when I think of PlayStation 2, I think of NBA Live. I think of Siphon Filter. Um, right. Uh, what's the one with Snake? Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid, uh, yeah. It's so many. Uh, Spyro the Dragon on PlayStation 2. Maybe right. On, yeah, Spyro. Um, all, all of them titles like that, that like open world type. Uh, medieval, yes. you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, PlayStation 2 for a long time just had it as far as like titles and games and the demos right. and uh, like back in those days, man, PlayStation really was the king. Without a doubt. Number one. The greatest console of all time. Past six podcasts. The Nintendo 64. Man, the Nintendo 64 literally changed the way games were played in terms of multiplayer it, in terms of being at home before multiplayer games were usually relegated to the arcade sure you could play your friends in Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter on a Sega or NBA Jam on a Sega or the Super Nintendo but realistically multiplayer you're going to the arcade you know uh, at the time Street Fighter and games like that some of them or Blitz the League would have all these four player cabinets so everybody can play that brought, that took that and brought it right into the home Games like Gold, GoldenEye 64, Mario Kart 64, Perfect Dark. All of the sports games they had 
you had Super Mario 64 with the platformer, Banjo-Kazooie. We're talking about some of the highest rated games of all time. And of course, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, as well as Majora's Mask. They kind of literally changed the way gaming was made. The console went on to sell ridiculous numbers, not as high as the PlayStation 2, of course, but and the library of games is significantly shorter. I mean, smaller than the PlayStation 2. However, the quality of the games is just damn near unmatched. And that's why, to me, at least the Nintendo 64 is the greatest console of all time. The same. But to add to that, uh, I think is also the pioneer. Like you said, uh, it changed the game. So, like, the reason why we put the Xbox Series X on here is because we thought that would be a memento and would change the game. Um, That's Nintendo 64 was sort of first, you know, they have like sort of a memento type council where you had a council with four ports for the controllers. That was the first ever. Um, So that is literally history in a box. Um, And then actually to make that bought. A, a different type of social aspect to gaming that we didn't have, we have never seen before, obviously, because to get those yeah. four player type of games in, you would have to go to the arcade to play with the homies, all squeezed up, uh, elbow to elbow, trying to smash the pad. Um, but right. with this, you obviously got some elbow space. You could sit on the couch and you could relax at the, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, at your crib, you got 007, you got yeah. Mario Party, uh, Mario Kart, Battle Mode, regular Mario Kart. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was a ton of wrestling, basketball, football, blitz. It was just a ton of games you can play. It just changed the dynamic. Of course, here's here's the rundown that you guys will see on the screen. Uh, our top 10 consoles of all time, according to Passive 6 Podcast. Number 10 is Sony PlayStation. Number 10, the Microsoft Xbox. Number 8, the Xbox Series X. Number 7, the Sega Dreamcast. Number 6, the Super Nintendo. Number 5, the Nintendo Switch. Number 4, the Sega Genesis. Number 3, the Xbox 360. Number 2, the PlayStation 2. And number 1, the Nintendo 64. Appreciate you guys taking this time out to hear uh, past the six podcast top 10 consoles of all time comment below your thoughts whether you agree or disagree i'm sure a lot of you are upset the playstation 4 is not on here but hey that's the beauty of these lists you know they're going to be controversial also comment down below what you think we should tackle next in the top 10 whether it's top 10 controllers games platformers whatever we plan to do it all and we appreciate you guys taking that ride with us please don't please do not forget to not only share this but also like and subscribe I'm Jay Brown at a Tsunami Wave. Take it away. Hey, man. All I want to say is if you're going to disagree with anything on this list, we down to debate. Just make sure you're going to tell us what you're going to replace. You know what I mean? And where you, why right. would, you know, we would like to know why, but you could just start off with what you would replace with what. Because obviously, I know some people don't want to put the PlayStation 4 up here, uh, PS3, you know what I'm saying? So. Let us know. Uh, Like Jay said, like, subscribe, share. Uh, Keep the conversation going, man. Enjoy us every Thursday. Peace and love. Peace. We out. Peace. What's up, guys? It's Jay Brown from Pass the Sticks Podcast. A lot of you have asked me, is it hard to start a podcast? My answer has always been, it can be. Equipment, cover art, finding an audience, all can be time and brain consuming. That's why we use Buzzsprout. In our opinion, Buzzsprout is the best and easiest way to start your podcast. 
from putting episodes out to the major platforms like Apple and Spotify, to marketing your show, all the way to tracking those podcast stats. Buzzsprout makes all of this not only easy, but fun. The behind the scenes of podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. Now it's time for me and Tsunami Wave to pass the sticks to you so you can start your podcast. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout. By following the link in the show notes, let's Buzzsprout know we sent you. It also gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and help support our show. Thank you. And let's get on with the show.